I posted a video about six weeks ago now, back on August the 14th, and the topic of the video was, can we tell by using certain indicators that we have seen the market bottom of a bear market, which we were certainly in. And if you remember correctly, at the time of the posting, the markets had been on a bit of a tear. All of the North American major indices were up pretty significantly up to that point. So the big question out there was, is this actually a bear rally? You know, is it a dead cat bounce? Or had we in fact seen the market, uh, the bottom of the market that was set back in June? The analysis I did said that we had not seen the bottom yet. And since then, the markets truly have been ugly. The major indices are down double digits for the most part, the worst being the NASDAQ down 17.5%. When we look at the entire time period covering this video leading up to my first video, we see the rise and then the significant decline since that time. And a chart here showing, again, those foreign major North American indices, we can see that they are all either have surpassed their June lows or are testing those. So the question now becomes, where are we now? We've seen what's happened over the last six weeks or so. Um, have we now reached the bottom market? The answer, of course, the short answer is nobody really knows that. I do believe though that we can take some clues, we can take some signals, we can take some signs from some of these indicators and just you know clear, clear proviso here. I'm just looking at six. There are millions of them out there. Each investor can determine what they're going to use. I mean, you can't really realistically as a DIY investor, as an individual, follow all of them, but you can have some that you follow on a more regular basis to give you uh, that information. Uh, never ever, of course, goes without saying rely on a single indicator, never rely on a single chart. You always have to look for a convergence. You have to look for patterns that develop, um, not just one. So we're going to look now at the six. We're gonna review the six that I looked at last month in August, starting with the yield curve. There are a number of different ways to measure the yield curve. One of the things that's interesting is if you look back over time, when the yield curve inverts, quite often that is a precursor to an upcoming recession. Logically, when there's a recession, most parts of the economy, most companies that operate within the economies are gonna be dropping in value. In my first analysis back uh, last month, I used the US 10-year versus the two-year treasury. One of our viewers uh, suggested that my analytics were off and that we should be using the 10-year three-month yield curve as a better example. I had just selected the 10-2 for the purposes of the video I created there. I had done previous to that a longer, more robust a presentation to our Investing Academy students. And in that, um, I had in fact used both of those, but for the purposes of YouTube, I trimmed that down a little bit. But what we're gonna do today is to look at both of those. So just as a little bit of an example, and so we can use history as a guide. If we look back to the credit crisis back in um, 08, 09, we can see the orange line here, which shows, this is the 10-2 yield curve. We can see that the yield curve turned negative late in 2005 and it stayed in negative territory till about the middle of 2007. Generally, when you're talking about the yield curve predicting or calling a for a recession, there is a lag, I think on average, somewhere in 18 months. It's certainly when the yield curve hits, it's not an immediate thing, uh, but there is a, a lag there. We can see by looking back at these S&P 500 on the blue line here, sure enough, after the, that 10-2 yield curve did invert, we saw the correction, the great financial crisis that occurred back then. If we look at the same time period using the 10-3, the 10-year three-month as an example, as suggested by our viewer, very similar pattern. We see the inversion of that yield curve. We see that then going back into normal territory, but that coincides with the drop in the S&P 500 as a proxy for what we're looking at today. When we look at last month's numbers, the chart I put up, we showed that the 10-2 had in fact inverted. We update that to today, six weeks later. It is still inverted. 
In fact, it's inverted a little bit more steeply than it was previously. If we look at the 10 year, three month as an example, and to the viewer's point, it has not actually inverted. It's uh, tight, but there's no inversion there. And so it is sort of treading water just into positive territory there. So it does throw a little bit of question here as to whether in fact there is going to be a recession coming up. Of course, there's so many other factors that go along with it as well. This is one of them. The result I had in August was that there was more pain to come. Again, uh, that was based on the inverted yield curve. Here we are um, six weeks later. I'm going to say that the same conditions apply for all intents and purposes. For, from my analysis, at least when I look at the both of those yield curves, I don't see positive news ahead. I see more likely of a recession coming up probably within the next 18 months if we use history as a guide. The second indicator I looked at was moving averages. I used in this example, the 200 day moving average. And as we can see by this chart, generally in a bull market, the index is gonna trade above that 200 day moving average as we saw in the S&P 500 leading up to the great financial crisis. Then once it turns, we will expect that in a bear market, the index will continue to trade below that 200 day moving average up until the time that we've seen the worst, the market bottom in this case, and uh, it'll be upward from there. Now in August, when I showed the chart last month, it showed that the S&P 500 had in fact just crossed above the 200 day moving average. So you could sort of use that as a signal to say, is that momentum? Are we gonna to continue to see that? Well, when we update that chart, we'll see it certainly is not the case. We saw a sharp drop in the S&P 500 shortly I had produced that video. And when I look at it today, the S&P 500 is trading significantly below that 200 day moving average. The results from back in August, when we look at that chart was uh, my conclusion, my interpretation was maybe we've seen the worst because we did see that uh, the, the index break above the 200 day moving average. As it turns out, that was very temporary. We can see today, right now, it does not look good uh, in my opinion. The third indicator that we looked at was the volatility index or the VIX. And this is what's known as the fear index. The VIX often is a precursor to the bottom of the market or capitulation when investors kind of give up. The long-term average for the VIX is around 20 and using history as a guide, we can see sharp spikes in that indicator uh, just before the bottom of a market. When we look back to the August chart, we can see that in fact, the VIX was trading right at about that long-term average. So certainly not an indicator that we may have seen the bottom when we update that to today. We have seen a significant increase. Now, I don't think we've seen a spike comparative to what we've seen you know, back in years gone by. However, it certainly is moving in that direction. Now, if you would like to get more information on the VIX specifically, which a lot of people watch, I had created a video some time ago, which goes into the VIX in more detail. You can watch that um, on the link. I'll show you up in the video here. Uh, but back to this current time period, when I look at the August result, my interpretation was that we had not seen the bottom yet, at least as indicated by the VIX. And that because I, you know my comments were that we're missing that spike. We're missing that big run up to show that people are really getting anxious. When we update that to today, we have seen that movement upward. I would say it's better. It's not clear to me though that we've seen enough to convince me that we've in fact, uh, this indicator would be pointing to a market bottom. So I'm just gonna stay at this point it's uh, probably no or maybe a little bit uh, unclear. The fourth indicator that we looked at last month was jobless claims. And just very briefly, this is a US metric that tracks new employment insurance applications. 
And the way the metric is sort of viewed is that new applications will fall for the first time since the bear market began. And that will be an indicator that we may see uh, better times ahead. We see as an example back in the credit crisis, the orange line, which represents jobless claims here, did spike out right at about the same time that the market had reached a bottom. When we looked last month, we see that there had not been this significant decline since the beginning of the current bear market back in January. When we look at the updated model, we can see again that there is a slight decline. However, there's nothing yet that would really jump out at me that say there's a definitive turn in that chart here. The August chart that we looked at, my interpretation was it's pointing towards us not having hit the market bottom yet. Today, there is that slight change, but I'm gonna give this more of a maybe. I'm not gonna say yes, it's clear. I'm not gonna say no, but this is sort of one of those uh, somewhere in the middle uh, that will combine with the others to come up with our eventual conclusion here. The fifth indicator I looked at in August was the TED spread. This is basically a measurement of the overall global credit market. And the key point here is the TED will narrow before the market hits the bottom. So when we look over history back at 0809, we can see the TED spread here with that sharp spike up to the middle of about 2008 or so. And of course, as we know with hindsight as our friend, it did in fact foretell the bottoming of the markets back in March of 2009. In August, I looked at this chart and it said there was kind of a band that the TED spread was trading within. So nothing was definitive there. When we update that to today, we did in fact see a little bit of a narrowing of that spread, but in more recent days, that's sort of gone back up to where it was. My verdict in August was that we had not seen the bottom yet uh, based on this indicator. Uh, uh, nothing's changed today. There's nothing significant there that tells me uh, to change my mind there. The sixth and final uh, metric or indicator that we're looking at today is the Baltic Dry Index. And this is a measurement of the global uh, demand for commodities and raw materials. And the BDI will go up before the market finds its bottom. If we look back in history, as we have tended to do in this video, we can see back in the credit crisis time again, the orange line is the Baltic Dry Index. And we can see a steady decline right there through till about late 2008. And again, that foretold the bottom of the market coming a number of months later. When we looked at the statistic in August, I found this to be a little bit conflicting. When we can see here, the S&P 500 had in fact turned positive leading up to the middle of August or so. The BDI was still on a negative downtrend. So we had that crossing there. When we update that to today, the exact opposite has occurred. We see the BDI early September, late August, actually having at least at this part of the cycle bottomed out, has moved out quite significantly. And of course, we've seen the S&P 500 drop since then. My verdict in August was, I called it, I think, a toss-up. There was nothing clear there that, that jumped out at me. Today, um, maybe a bit of an improvement. We definitely can see uh, uh, the patterns changing there. So I'm gonna give this a maybe. When we look at now the combination, when we look at these six indicators and we sort of aggregate them, the yield curve shows me that we are not at a bottom yet. The moving averages, again, suggest no. Uh, the VIX, we've seen a move up, maybe. Jobless claims, likewise, I wanna say uh, fall into the, may the maybe category. The TED spread is saying no to me and the Baltic Dry Index is a toss up as well. So we have three no's, we have three mixed results. Most notably, same as last month, we had zero yeses. Nothing that's jumping out, or not even one or two, that's saying we might be 
on the road to recovery here. Today, I would say the signs aren't very reassuring, but they are improving and that makes sense with the S&P 500 dropping. It's going to turn some of those other metrics possibly a little bit more, more positive direction. A video that you probably should watch if you haven't seen it already is the first one in this series. I go into more detail as to each of these metrics. That'll give you a more rounded concept of what we're talking about here. The Investing Academy is always available in the first link below. Thank you so much for watching the video. Look forward to seeing you in the next video.